News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform Pascal Dunne, what did you make of it all? So uh, Ryan Tuberty and O Kelly volunteered to go in front of the Oireachtas Committee. They went in and answered. Good idea. It's their decision. They volunteered to go in. I think it was inevitable given the scale of public issues that have been raised. I think we need to do two things uh, as uh, this issue continues to evolve. Firstly, uh, we do have to get to the bottom of what has happened here. And this is why there will be a forensic accountant in place on behalf of the taxpayer and the government to further investigate the serious issues that have developed. And it's why, in particular, I do welcome now the new Director General of the RTE bringing forward the concept of a register of interests. But in doing all of this as well, I think it is important to have a sense of proportionality and balance about it too. And due process has to be followed. Has proportionality and balance been lost in your view? I think it is inevitable when matters like this emerge that they're the subject of a lot of public focus and debate. And there's no doubt about it, uh, people who pay their licence fee, taxpayers, uh, are really annoyed about what has happened. And as a member of government, really serious issues have arose. I do think it's very important, though, that we do now follow due process and establish exactly what has happened here. And that is why the work of the forensic accountant, uh, which the government has put in place, and the two different reviews on governance and culture, for me, are the way of really establishing what has happened here and how things need to change. Okay, does that due process also involve people paying their TV licence fee? Yes, it does. Uh, I do believe uh, that uh, you should and must pay your TV licence. Because your colleague, Catherine Martin, your cabinet colleague, she said she wouldn't advise people when it comes to whether people should pay their TV licence. Well, I believe it is important that people do it for two reasons. Firstly, it's the law. Uh, And secondly, uh, I believe in the debate that has unfolded, uh, there is uh, a really important concept regarding the value of uh, public service broadcasting and the need to fund that. And we are in an era now of increased polarisation. We're even in an era in which the nature of truth and the existence of truth itself has been challenged by some. And uh, I believe journalism has a role to play Mm. in achieving the right balance. Now, I know you won't want to criticise one of your Cabinet colleagues, but is it helpful when you have a member of Cabinet kind of sitting on the fence when it comes to uh, people following the law of the land, in this case, uh, paying the licence fee? Well, my understanding from what Minister Martin has said is that she is very supportive of the licence fee. She's also made the case for saying she wants... She's also made the case for saying she wants it to be reformed and strengthened. Uh, and there's no stronger advocate of the need to fund RTA than Minister Martin. OK, you um, you hold the, the public uh, purse strings. It seems inevitable, given everything that's happening with RTE, that they will be coming to you looking for a bailout. How will you receive that um, uh, request? I presume there will be strings attached from your point of view. I think we need to take this stage by stage. Uh, uh, I do think it's very likely, uh, given the events of uh, recent weeks, that it's going to have a significant effect on the uh, status and commercial issues that RTE is facing. Uh, But I want an RTE at the end of this. I value all the broadcasting that happens in our country, but I'm at this stage not going to indicate uh, what a government response could be or what the conditions could be. Because before we get to that point, there's a few steps that I want implemented and I've touched on what they are earlier on. Okay, Um, and that's fair enough. Uh, You you did touch it, but specifically, what do you want RTE to do? 
So uh, I believe some of the issues and concepts that have been brought forward by the new director general go down the path of uh, what I believe is now imperative. For me, it's not just the existence of a pay policy. It's the transparent implementation of it, number one. Uh, Number two, uh, the bringing forward of a uh, register of interest so everybody is clear uh, where broadcasters and commercial support and outside interests come together. And then thirdly, you know, we have had long-standing issues regarding how we fund RTE, uh, that they're subject of a, a focus, for example, in the re- recent media commission. And there are a number of issues in there that we're going to have to deal with. OK. Uh, do you have a view finally on this? Do you have a view on whether Ryan Tuberty should be uh, back on, uh, on RTE? I believe no minister uh, should offer a view as to whether any broadcaster should be in a studio. It's not my business whether Shane Coleman or Kira Kelly are in News Talk. And it's certainly not my business regarding who is on broadcasting or who is yeah, a journalist. That has to be independent of political control or influence. Um, we will have a lot to reflect on in the future regarding what this means for the future of broadcasting in recent weeks. Uh, but one line we shouldn't cross is saying that a, a politician gets to determine who's on air. Okay. Uh, Can I move on and ask you uh, about uh, criticism from uh, the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council? Eddie Casey, the chief economist, uh, was quoted in the Sunday, in the Business Post, I should say, uh, last weekend. Pretty stinging criticism uh, of of, of you and the the budgetary process and uh, you're the the Minister for Finance. Uh, The government is dangerously close to return to Celtic Tiger era spending, risks plunging Ireland into austerity. Um, I'm very cautious and worried we're going back to the same kind of thinking we would have seen in the mid-2000s. The government's planned spending package is the wrong approach to take at a time when the Irish economy is overperforming and operating above uh, capacity. What say you to those charges? That we're running a surplus of 11.7 billion euro. Oh, we run surpluses in Celtic Tiger area as well, Minister, you know that. We did run them in the, in the past as well, uh, that is true. Uh, but we ran them in the past of uh, a huge credit bubble that was taking place in our economy. A and, huge now, amount and now of we arguably have a bubble in corporate taxes, which you've been very quick to point out. And, and but that is the stress. key point. Uh, so if you look at the uh, potential bubble uh, uh, or uh, receipts that we have in corporate tax that we may not have in the future. The uh, All of the analysts who have looked at this have said that the range of corporate tax receipts that we might not have in the future is somewhere between 3 and 12 billion euro. We're running a surplus next year of 11.7 billion euro and it'll be the third year in a row in which our surplus has gone up. And look, I respect and value and the work of the of IFAC, that's the Irish Fiscal Affairs Council, mm-hmm. you've just quoted. I think they're a very, very valuable organisation and I take on board what they say. Um, but I would put their criticism in the context of the fact that we have nearly 12 billion euro of corporate tax receipts that the government has decided not to spend next year. And uh, we are trying to get a balance between that 
and the huge demands that there are upon myself, Minister McGrath and the government to spend every cent of that. Mm. They also say that you're dressing up spending as one-off in nature when it's anything but they're specifically talking about 250 million of extra spending on capital projects which uh, you're, you describe as windfall capital investment uh, does not include it as part of its increase in core spending. It's bad for transparency, IFAC are saying. But if I was to come out and say that out of the uh, 12 billion euro that we're going to have uh, next year in a surplus, that we're not going to invest any of us in how we can increase the productive capacity of our economy and build more homes, I'd be facing equally Searing criticism from elsewhere. Undoubtedly. So do you disagree with IFAC then, and specifically with Eddie Casey, when he says there's a strong argument to be made the government should be reducing investment in the economy to help cool the overheating in the economy? So I think making, actually going ahead and reducing investment within our economy at the moment would be a very, very challenging thing to do. Where I do accept the point that they make is that any additional spending within our economy does have an inflationary risk. The range of forecasts that the Department of Finance produced has indicated that the additional spending that we're doing could be an inflation risk of 0.1 to 0.2 or 0.3% within our economy. And that is a risk and I accept that. But I would just go back to the bigger picture that I've made, the bigger picture that I think a case can be made for here, which is in the last two years and next year, we will have run cumulative surpluses of €30 billion. And next year will be the third year in a row in which we have increased that surplus and we are setting aside that money to either pay down our debts or to get ready for other difficulties in the future. There's very, very few governments, let alone economies, that are doing that at the moment. Okay. Can I just very finally ask you, Minister, uh, like there's been a lot of talk about the Children's Hospital, the Taoiseach saying it, it, it would be built um, by 2025. Are there lessons to be learned from this project? Of course there are. And uh, we have implemented many of those lessons now in how we tend to for and lay out the cost for other mega projects like the National Broadband Plan. Uh, we deliver lots of projects uh, under budget uh, and on time. I will point, for example, to the new extension of beds that was opened up in the Matter Hospital there a number of months ago as an example of us. But of course, there are lessons to be learned. I, I I have, I've done something that few of your listeners have. I've been in the new National Children's Hospital um, and I have seen, for example, the new inpatient beds that are going to be there. And I accept that we can't make the case for that now as a, um, a good example of procurement policy for all the reasons that we're all aware of. But I'm absolutely certain we're going to be able to make the case for it regarding how we'll improve the care of young children. Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform, Pascal Donahue, thank you for thank talking you, to News Talk Breakfast. Now. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.